Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brendan, sometimes you just have to laugh. You know what I'm saying? You got to get an appreciation for what guys do. Ryan Whitney of Spit and Chicklets fame uh, asked me about, a, I don't know, five, right after the Calgary game, what what's happened here? So I sent him a long-winded text as I can, okay. And by the way, I had to type it because I don't know how to do voice text. I, I know we have people listening to the show that knew how to do that. He uh, he read the whole thing yesterday, on the, and then today he's just uh, sent a uh, tweet out. And uh, you know, biggest reason why the orders are twenty five and six since Seattle. Yeah, he's saying it's uh, the skate. I don't know about that, but uh, I'll take all the credit I can get. No, not really. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken, after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Rob Brown for Oilers Radio Network, brought to you by Montorio Homes, developing customized homes built perfectly to fit your lifestyle. Visit Montorio. That's M-O-N-T-O-R-I-O dot C-A. Hello, Rob Brown. How are you doing? I'm doing very good, Bob. You? Good. Uh, yeah, we, we had a little fun. You know what? Uh, there we were at the. There was like a fourplex in Seattle, and the guys were stretching and stuff. And there had to have been about 250 people on the ice. And Edmonton was 2-9-1, and, and spirits were down a little bit. I, I thought to myself, you know, it's been a while since I've skated. Like, uh, I don't know, three or four years probably. And, uh, and so uh, Mojo, who's the shooter for the Oilers, uh, for Oilers Plus and all that stuff. He's right in there. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, let's get some skates. So we rented these plastic skates. They were awful. And I hadn't finished my uh, second Red Bull of the day yet, so I didn't want to waste that. Uh, so, you know, skated around there, and a little girl was doing uh, pirouettes, and I had my head down looking at the phone, and I almost clattered into her and uh, jumped out of the way. I, I, I didn't realize several of the players were watching this as I was wiping out. Uh, but they got to, you know, sometimes you got to have fun. You know what I mean, Rob? Uh, yeah, oh, and I know about that video. I had that sent to me by about 30 different buddies. So I have seen it. Now, uh, now we, should, we should mention, we actually did once play on the same line in about what? A long time ago. Yes, we did. About 12. And, and, and so it was you, a guy who scored 49 goals in a season. Uh, yours truly. A guy who tied with Guy Gadowski for the Southside Athletic Club scoring race in 1982 and 83. That's what it said in the yearbook. I'm sticking with it. And we had Dan Tenser on our line. And what happened halfway through that game? What did we stop doing? Oh, you you suggested we stop passing it to Dan Tenser. <laughs> that's my story, and that's what I'm sticking yeah, with. As you drilled me in the ribs, snapped the puck, and yelled, Stop passing the puck to him! Uh, anyhow, uh, it's all fun. Uh, so anyways, here's the deal, Rob. I asked the listeners just before we went to break. 
What's the biggest thing? Because Elliot Friedman was just on, and he says he thinks the biggest thing is that McDavid and Ekholm got healthy, and that's you know one of the biggest reasons why. Um, some would say it's goaltending. Some would say it's the coaching change. What do you think it is? I, I think that the Oilers now have a standard what they expect to play at. Uh, you know, when you watch Vegas or you watch Boston or you watch the L.A. Kings, they have a, a standard that they have to play to every night, a defensive standard. Uh, expectations of getting pucks in deep, getting pucks out, not uh, cheating on the wrong side, all those kinds of things. The Oilers at the beginning of the season weren't doing that. So they all of a sudden I think they realized they could no longer outscore their mistakes after the start of the season, and they put in a standard of how they wanted to play. They are a much better defensive hockey club than I've ever seen. I've been doing the games for 18 years there now. Uh, they they hold each other accountable. And the biggest thing, and I was talking with Jason Strudwick last night, and we talked about buying in. A team has to buy in. The only way a team buys in if it stars buys in. You know, you could have all third and fourth liners or the fifth, sixth, seventh defensemen. They always buy into whatever the coach is telling them because if they don't, they don't play. But if you want to be a successful hockey club, you have to have your star players buy into what the coach is trying to preach. And for the Oilers to be a better hockey club and to be a championship hockey club, they had to be better defensively. That is when you have the, uh, an odd man uh, or you don't give up odd man rushes or when you get to the red line, there's not a chance for a two-on-one or three-on-two to get the pucks in deep, get pucks out at the blue line, don't force plays. All the things that the Oilers were guilty of doing the opposite of early in the year and at times in previous seasons. The Oilers are a very good defensive team right now. And it's you kind of giggle when you think about it, but the proof is in the pudding. It's not all on the back of Stuart. I mean, he's been excellent, but the team in front of them, in front of them, is playing good defensive hockey now and has been for quite a while. You were in the building last night. Uh, we talked before the game. I was quite concerned about the team speed that Columbus had. They showed it. When it was 1-1 in the second period, did you worry the streak was going to come to an end, or did you think the Oilers were going to find a way? I thought the others were going to find a way simply because the Blue Jackets didn't capitalize on their chances. When you are fighting someone above you in weight class, and Columbus certainly was, they're one of the lower teams in the standings, 15th in the Eastern Conference. When you're playing a team as good as Edmonton, you have to capitalize when you get chances. They could have been up 5-1 after two periods. And if they capitalized on those chances, then yes, the streak would have been over. But as the game went on and they weren't scoring and Skinner was playing as well, then it was just a matter of time when the Edmonton Oilers would start turning it on and pick up the emotion, pick up the intensity. It's tough getting up for 82 games. It really is. And playing Columbus on a Tuesday night, you just mentally and emotionally can't be – you're just not there. And the Oilers had one guy that was that was Stuart Skinner. And in the third period – the Columbus Blue Jackets could not compete with the Oilers in the third period. And the Oilers played one good period and won a hockey game. But no, I wasn't worried because the Oilers are a much better hockey club. They are playing. They're, they're at the thing that Vegas and L.A. and Boston always did. Even when they didn't have their best games, they're always holding the opposition to two or less. If you do that, even if you're not playing well, you're still in a game. And the Oilers were still in the game going into the third period. And in the third period, they were the better hockey club. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what's the longest winning streak you ever had? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I imagine in junior, we would have had some really long winning streaks playing for Hitch and Kamloops. But uh, honestly, I, I don't know what it was. I, certainly not in the 
14, 15, 16 games that uh, the Oilers are, are in this middle of this run. Um, I can tell you when you're in a streak, and I've been in, maybe not winning 14 in a row, but I've been ones where you've won 17 of 19 or 18 of 20. There is a good feeling coming to the rink every day. Yeah. That team right now, the Oilers are feeling good about themselves. It makes home life better. It makes hanging out with your buddies better. It makes coming to the rink better. You're just enjoying everything. So this is a complete uh, 180 from what we saw at the beginning of the season where it didn't matter where you go, you were in a miserable mood. says a lot about the team right now that on this 14-game winning streak, um, Warren Fogle leads them with 14 5-on-5 points. And then McLeod leads them with 7 5-on-5 goals. That's not McDavid, not Drysaddle. They've got 12 points each, those two guys. But it's been, you know, a little bit of, uh, I think, a couple players that we didn't project to put up those sort of numbers at any stretch during the year. No, we certainly didn't. Uh, I always thought Fogel could be a uh, a very nice third-line player for the Oilers. It can yeah. contribute in different ways. I, I I don't know, still don't know if that's the guy who is going to be your right winger going into the playoffs. Maybe they find some of the deadline. Maybe they don't. But I've had guys, right when they put Fogel up there, I had people tell me, you know what? You can't have Fogel there. You have to have Kane. Kane's a second-line guy. Fogel isn't. I said, yeah, but Fogel's earned it and deserves to be right there there right now. Will he be there in March? Maybe not. But the way he's playing right now, he deserves that shot. And as a coach, you've got to give him that shot. And now the players buy in because they say, okay, this guy's not projected to be there. He's playing well. The coach promoted him. That sends a message to the entire bench. And I think that's what's going on with the Oilers right now. There is an absolute, complete belief in the coaching staff to do what's right. And not every team has that. And there's been many teams I have been on that you were always wary of the coach's motives. But I think right now there's complete buy-in from top to bottom on this team. And McLeod and Fogel, not saying, I don't think they saved the season, but they certainly helped turn the season around with they play, well, the way they play with Leon Dreisler when they're put together. Yeah, uh, Chris Knobloch is 24-6 and six as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. That's an 800-winning percentage. The Oilers are 22-3 and three in their last 25 games. Warren Fogel played right wing for Chris Knobloch in the 2017 OHL playoffs where he won the Wayne Gretzky 99 award for playoff MVP. And what happens? Where does Fogel end up going? He ends up going on right wing with Chris Knobloch. So, well, it's funny, though, Bob. I've, I've had conversations people talking about where players should play. And, then, and I'll throw someone on the left or the right wing with the opposite hand. They're like, no, 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 no. Lefties have to play lefty. Right? Not a chance. Right. Uh-uh. If you're an offensive player, if you want to score goals, you want to be on your off wing, then you're always ready for a one-timer. You're always ready for an offensive situation. So uh, I was a left-handed shot that played right wing my entire career. It is the best position being on your off wing as a forward because it gives you your best opportunity to create offense in the offensive zone. All right, we're joined right now by Rob Brown. Stuart Skinner is feeling it. The Oilers get the Blackhawks tomorrow night, Rob. It is the second of a back-to-back for Chicago. They are in Seattle tonight, so it's an 8 o'clock Edmonton start. So wrap your head around this. 8 o'clock Edmonton time start. They're not flying before midnight Edmonton time. There's no way they'll be out before. I mean, it's about 18 to 22 minutes from the arena to the airport in Seattle. Uh, So they'd have to really haul, you know what, to be in the air by midnight. They're probably conservatively. Let's say they they leave at twelve fifteen. They get into Edmonton about one forty to one forty five. Then they got to clear customs, 
and then they got to bus to Edmonton uh, into downtown. They're not going to be in the they're not going to be in the hotel until three o'clock in the morning. Second of a back to back. Oh, Rob, one more thing. Third game in four days as well. They're going to be a tired team, and they're already a, a badly beat up team. The only advantage they have right now, half their team are guys that play in the minors, where they play three games in two and a half days a lot. So they're used to the the condensed schedule. But again, it, it they, there's not a team that comes into Edmonton right now where I look at their their time travel, uh, who's playing well for them, their goaltender, anything like that. I look strictly at the Oilers. I believe the way if the Oilers play as well as they can that they are capable of winning every single night. They right now, uh, along with the Vancouver Canucks, the Winnipeg Jets, three best teams in the National Hockey League. And, and it's not over a week or over two weeks. This is a consistent, those three teams have been the best team since before Christmas. So when the Oilers lace them up, I don't care who they play against. I believe the Oilers have a chance of winning that hockey game because they're getting great goaltending. They're getting fantastic penalty killing. Their power play is still their power play. They got the two best players in the world, and they're getting scoring from depth players. Oh, yeah, their defense that many have maligned early in the season, they got a really good six defenseman. This is a solid hockey club that is playing as good as they've played. And even when they have off nights, they still find ways to win, and that's what good teams do. Yeah. It's crazy in Calgary because they were on it in the first period. Like, the Flames looked like they were skating in mud. The Oilers just... And it could have been three or four nothing. Dan Vladar had a great start last night. It was Edmonton needing Skinner uh, to get the stop. Rob, one final question for you. I'm going to ask you this almost every week until the deadline. Mm-hmm. At yep. this moment, second line right wing, third line center, upgrade on defense in the top four. Don't know if that needs to be done, and I'll explain that in a second. Not everybody likes that answer. I even in goal, like. I don't know if you're getting a, 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 another organization's number three. Is he better than Pickard? I don't think he is. So what would you prioritize if you were the GM of the Edmonton Oilers? Um, uh, I'm not sure. All of those things you said the Oilers could use. But I think the biggest thing the Oilers could use is veteran depth at any position. Um, I, I think that if the Oilers ran into injury problems on defense, if one guy goes down... All of it, if it's an Ekholm or a nurse. I mean, Broberg's the guy that's coming up. He's playing well, but again, inexperienced. Up front, if someone in your top six goes down, I think the addition of Perry is huge because he can move up. But again, having a veteran depth player at any of the positions, maybe one forward, one defenseman, uh, come playoff time, you can never have enough depth. You can never have enough experience. Uh, it's hard to really pinpoint any one thing because right now everyone that's playing for the others is playing the role. I, I do think that a little bit more size, possibly on your fourth line, wouldn't hurt you. And as, as it goes for goaltending, uh, unless you've got a serious upgrade, serious upgrade over Calvin Pickard, I agree. I don't think someone else's third stringer is any better. And also you've got Campbell playing better, and you've got Rodriguez who's had an outstanding season. I think unless there's something special out there, some trade that can knock the other socks off, I think they might be comfortable with the four goalies they have in the system. I don't profess to be in the room. I am there every day and travel with the team. I get the sense they like Pittsburgh uh, Pickard. Like I think they think he's just a great teammate. He's out early working with the goalies. He stays on late so guys can get some shots in. He appreciates every moment because he's spent a lot of time in the AHL. And I do think sometimes that's an important thing, Rob. Oh, 100% it is. Uh, the guy that's the backup has got to be a guy people like. 
It, it just does. The, the guys, the backups that are around for long periods of time, the reason they're around today is what they're capable of doing, but also they're a likable guy that everyone rallies around. And when he's in that, they try to do their best from because they want to make sure that uh, he gets a fair shake. What we're going to see, though, Bob, before the trade deadline, the Oilers have, after this month is gone, the Oilers have a tough schedule. Yes. Calvin Pickard is going to play games in the month of February leading up to the trade deadline. They will see if Calvin Pickard, and, and they're playing tougher teams. They're, they're, the schedule gets harder. They will get a good idea of what Pickard's doing because I do believe to win a Stanley Cup, you need two goaltenders that you feel are capable of doing it. There's so many goalies that have been getting injured the last number of years in the playoffs. It would be really sad that you have the team you think could win the Stanley Cup and your backup goalie doesn't give you the quality starts that you need. So they will see in February if Pickard's good enough. And if he is, great. They're set with four goalies in the organization. If he falters, well, at that point, the Edmonton Oilers will look to see if they can find something they can upgrade. Rob, great stuff. See you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Bob. That's Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network, brought to you by Montorio Homes, developing customized homes perfectly built to fit your lifestyle. Visit montorio.ca. Guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today at Japanese Village. And with 35 years plus in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to 16000 off a new F-150 this year. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, reach out to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, Uncle Milton Sales, and Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Coming up, the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown. When we return, we'll get to some texts as well in our text of the week draw for Great White Car Wash. This is Oilers Now at 623. School of the Orders Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the folks at James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Orders, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Trent would be stoked the Orders are 22-3 and three in their last uh, 25 games. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Edmonton is completely healthy. Here is who is out for Chicago at this time. Okay, uh, Connor Bernard has a fractured jaw. He is on IR. Taylor Hall is done for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu has been out since November with a groin injury. Anthony Beauvillier has been out since early January with a wrist injury. Tyler Johnson has a broken foot. He's been out since January. Uh, and they've now lost on defense. Connor Murphy out with a lower body problem, and Zaitsev is out with a knee injury. That's uh, five of their, well, conservatively, five of their top nine forwards and two of their top three veteran defensemen. That's the injury report for James H. Brown. Let's go to a text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, uh, long time. Miss you at lunchtime. Oh, well. Oilers' biggest thing, coaching change, was a massive defensive structure with the five players on the ice. Uh, huge and uh, simplifying. And the third and fourth lines consistently, they have totally stepped it up. They're going to be tough to beat. couple tweaks here and there, and they are going to be a tough squad to beat. Well, guess what? Uh, we're going to put you in our text of the week draw, uh, where winners receive three months of washes at my favorite car wash, Great White Car Wash. It's on 
1004 169th Street. Stay tuned for the weekly winner every Friday. Off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, James Dunn when we come back. John Shannon, then Brendan Escott and Reed Wilkins. Still to come in the next half hour of Voters Now.